The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Living Well with Ann Beal. Our show is a health show, a lifestyle show, and an empowerment show rolled into one. Get ready to hear some stories of success, healthy living tips, and suggestions to get motivated and live your best life. Now, here is your host, Ann Beal. Welcome to the New Year's Eve episode of Living Well. Our episode today is with Steve and Lily Isham. Welcome, guys, to the show. Hey, thanks for having us. Our episode is about Steve's life after a head-on collision. Steve is uh, here with pins in his feet. And how many pins do you have, Steve? I've got, um, I have six screws in my left foot, three screws in my left ankle, eight screws and a plate in my right ankle, and that's all for the hardware. Wow. And that's your dad? Yeah. How old are you, Lily? I'm 12. Lily's 12. So she's recovering with her dad. Because I'm sure he's been an interestingly lovely person recovering. (laughs) So we are here to talk about what's happened to him and the recovery and the blessings and the gratitude in this New Year's Eve coming into the new year and a new life and a new birth. And um, just welcome to the show, guys. And we're glad to have you today. Thanks for inviting us. Steve, do you want to um, share us a little bit about about your background? My background. Yeah, where are you from? Uh, I'm an Army brat. I grew up a heathen. The uh, didn't go to church until we had an army preacher living next door to us in <laughs> army housing. Uh, actually, probably didn't get serious about God until 13 years ago when I actually got baptized for the right reasons. Uh, so you got baptized for the wrong reasons? Uh, well, one time I got baptized <laughs> so I could play softball on a church team. And, well, that's uh, kind of funny. Yeah. The, um, Did you get baptized for the wrong reasons more than once? Um, you know, I I was sprinkled as a baby. You're sprinkled. And uh, not as a baby, as a young man. And um, I think I was sprinkled a few times. And then uh, I went to a lot of different churches. I went to Catholic churches with my friends when I was at in college and there were a lot of Catholics around um, and their parents wouldn't let me take communion because I wasn't Catholic. Where'd you go to college? University of Kansas. K- KU? Yes. With the bird. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. <laughs> Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, and then, uh, you know, then I'd probably go to church with whatever girlfriend I had if she wanted to. And then... Uh, Was that to impress them? That could have been... You know, I think it's just, you know, <laughs> yes, dear, the yes, dear mentality. The uh, And then we when we moved out here and uh, I had a client and um, his name's Dave Miller and he is a writer for the Apologetic Press and he used to live here and he used to do the show here locally called Truth and Love. And I was talking to his wife and this was all over. Uh, when my office was on Brown Trail in Bedford, and I was talking to his wife one day, and she 
quoted the verse about the gates of hell are wide and the uh, you know I went home that night actually got really something hit a nerve I woke up the next morning and I said to my wife I said where were you just going to let me go to hell <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes what are you talking about I said I've got to go get baptized so you've never heard my baptism story I haven't yet. well I would love to hear it sometime the, uh, so that was kind of it in a gist and then uh, so she starts making plans saying we've got to get and so and so and so and so I said no no I'm going to get baptized today so so I went and got baptized and um it's been a great journey and then uh so how old were you then I was um well I'm 49 I just turned 49 so it was 13 14 years ago so I was what 35 and, 35. Uh, 35. And you started life again in a way. Yes. Okay. And then I read the Bible about seven times through and through. and uh, uh, Seven times. Did at least. Like at least. No. And then, uh, you know, it was, um, it was an interesting journey. And it's amazing like how you realize how many people haven't read the Bible. Oh, sure. And, um, or... Because it is kind of long. It is kind of long. Yes. You know, and, <laughs> and then... Um, you know, and then you kind of go, you know, you, the interesting thing is, is before this wreck, you know, because it was very serious about church and was going all the time. And before this wreck, we had about a year, year and a half where we had left our church home and we were looking for a new church home, but we really weren't too serious. Lily's brother, who just got baptized, um, was probably the main reason we were going to church. He really was, he's one of those kids. He really wants to go to church. He's compelled to, um, you know, likes, loves the message. He actually got baptized. He was in tears before he got baptized because he was so excited just three weeks ago. And, uh, you know, the thing with this wreck is it kind of, uh, it, God has a funny way with me of just knocking me down to make me get to where I'm supposed to go. Yeah, isn't that interesting that he does that? Yes. And I, I, you know, I can't wait to talk to him one day and be like, why do you do that? Yeah. Why would you do it the other way through good? But let's back up a little bit and um, talk about life before the collision. And um, what would you say, if now that you look at now versus then, um, where would you say, and not necessarily spiritually, just in life, you know, where were you then? Because I bet you've changed a lot. Because it was a pretty severe crash that you were in. You were hit head on. Head on. The boy was killed. Oh, no, he wasn't no, no, killed. He was, he was helicoptered out. He had a class five liver laceration, so he had to be care flighted. He almost died at the scene. Um, and uh, I got to take the ambulance. I wasn't, I was just orthopedic. I broke a lot of stuff. It crushed your legs, right? Well, your ankles and your feet and your. The, well, the terminology they used on my feet was they pulverized some bones. So, we heard crushed. Everybody was going, Steve's legs got crushed. Steve's legs got crushed. Uh, yeah. How it didn't get crushed, I don't know, because the front wheel came through the floorboard of the truck. And, um, you know, actually, God was everywhere that day. Um, you know, I would think prior to, I was probably didn't have a lot of focus. Um, I was probably just kind of going through the motions. Um I was probably working way too much, not spending enough time with my kids. That's true. And, um, and I'm still guilty of that at times. The, um, you know, after the wreck, we spent 
we got to spend four months together. So uh, they were kind of happy to see me go back to work. The, uh, the, uh, and they were my, um, my servants, if you will. Right. The, uh, so you spent four months trying to help your dad walk again, right? Well, I spent three months not being able to get up at yeah. all. And I uh, was non-weight bearing for three months after the wreck. So October 1st, I was able to finally put weight on my feet. But, you know, I was probably more than anything, I was just lacking focus. Um, maybe not that I forgot what was important, but um, probably didn't pay attention enough to the things that were important. Were the years just passing by days after days, just doing the same old thing? And did it just seem like things were just... Like years. Probably. Yeah. I mean, and you know, it was an interesting week before the wreck because my house got hit by lightning Whoa. on the Wednesday. So eight days before the wreck, my house got hit by lightning. And then, I, you know, I have a small insurance agency and I had one person that worked for me. She quit the next day um, without saying anything. And so during that week in between, we were just kind of uh, getting things back together, getting ready to go interview and hire somebody. And then, uh, cause that puts you at a very vulnerable place in your business. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and it's, that's also good for me too. Cause it makes me, I was kind of lazy about work also. Cause I had somebody there that could do things and, um, you know, so you end up kind of re applying yourself and you start finding out everything that's going, that's been going wrong with right. your business <laughs> that you didn't wrong. know was going wrong. Um, Which means sometimes it's helpful to have someone walk away like that because all of a sudden you have to get plugged in to everything. Yeah. And you should never get unplugged, but, right. the, uh, <laughs> no. but it happens No, So, and then, um, no, I mean, it was, uh, uh, you know, probably probably a good way to say it. I was going through the motions um, with my work, with my definitely with my spiritual. Um, you know, I read. I still read the Bible almost daily. The um, try to do it daily. Um, How about your marriage? How marriage? was your marriage then? Would fine. you say it, it was, was fine. fine? Yeah, it was fine. Good. Uh, fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I don't think I've, we've never. You know, has it changed? Do you think? Um. Or is it? What do you think? Oh, I can't wait to talk to Lily. Yeah, the um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, first of all, me and my, my wife and I, we basically have maybe had two arguments in twenty, almost twenty-one years of marriage, and they were all a very long time ago. Um, now they, you don't mean disagreements; you mean arguments, uh, like bad fights. Not no, we've actually never had a bad fight. Okay. Honestly, so um, okay. No, I mean, my marriage is great. The um, we got one thing in common: we both love me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, just kidding. Okay, that's I'm a good so joke glad that that's my recorded. Used to say that. I can't wait. Oh, you did say that. Okay. Well, let me let me ask Lily a little. Bit. How are you? Good. So, what would you say back then? Your dad was like different from now. Um, he worked a lot. He'd always come home late, so he didn't get to see him a lot. And he, like, I don't know, we just didn't get to see him a lot. You didn't see him very no. much? Like, he would come to our school events and stuff. He was just always working. So did you feel like he paid attention to you? Yeah, when he was home. When he was home? Yeah. How, but you have a sister, too. I have two sisters and a twin brother. 
Two sisters and a twin brother, so there are four children. Mm-hmm. How in that little amount of time was he able to pay attention to you guys? He would just like play with us and the dogs, and or we would like watch movie or play outside and help us with our sports since he was a coach. Well, that's really great. So no wonder you missed him. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't have wanted to have happened what had happened, but do you like the dad you have now? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Okay. So, based on that, Mr. Steve. Yes. Okay. Let's talk a little bit before the end of the segment about your business. Because I couldn't figure out. I thought, oh, my gosh, nobody's running his business while I was in the hospital. Let's talk about what, what the name is. It State Farm? Farmers. 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 That's I'm right. so sorry. That's okay. Farmers Insurance. Yes. And you own, um, how would you say? You're an agent. Yes. Why don't you explain it much better than me? We just have a we have a farmers insurance agency in Haslett, Texas. So it was uh, actually my mom started it in 1986. Uh, she talked me into coming down in 1990 to become an agent. Also, so we worked together. We each had our own agency, and then she told me she would retire in five years, and I could buy her out. She retired in ten years, and I bought her out. We combined the two agencies, and then. Uh, Everybody used to think I worked for my mother, and everybody used to think my mother worked for me, but really we were two different agencies operating in the, under the same roof. Um, well, your friends probably thought your mom worked for you, and your mom's friends thought you worked for her. No, I'm just kidding. Friend, well, friends, friends and clients. Everybody, friends and clients. Everybody said that. They, yes. Everybody thought that, but we were, you know, and then, but, and that's good and bad. It was interesting working with your mother because, uh, you know, she looks at you probably like I look at Lily. You know, when you when you're sitting there having a fit about something and she's like she probably sees a little five year old kid having a tantrum and um So you had tantrums. No, I'm just kidding. Go probably. Ahead. Well if I did I usually got spanked. So <laughs> yeah. um but you know, you always the good thing was you always had somebody in the office you could trust no matter what. And um, you know, which is interesting because look people Sometimes people will call up and say, well, so-and-so said this, and you, you're kind of like, well, now I know she didn't say that because she would never say that. <laughs> I've known her my entire life. The um, So did you enjoy working for your mom? I with, did. Sorry, I did. with your mom. Oh, I did, yeah. yeah. And then actually that's after the wreck. My mother came in from Florida for a month and was going to the office and running things. And, um, you know, I was literally in the hospital uh, returning phone calls and working on my laptop. So you did work. I was wondering. I've, I've never quit working, actually. I mean, I think the, the accident was the night of the 3rd. The July? July 3rd July. of this year. It was at 4.30 in the afternoon. I had just left the office, went, what, about 500 feet? Before you get feet. into that, because we'll do that in the next segment, yeah. I want to go all through that because it's a really intense story. Yeah. Um. You know, it's interesting that some of the most successful people in the world work with their families. Their parents teach them, and they start working with them, and they eventually take over the business. Um, often they have different family members working with them, and that is very interesting. So someday do you want to work with your dad? Well, I, I like, help him in the office already. Do you really? Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. She was actually supposed to be with me the day of the wreck. Oh, I'm so glad. But they went to Wedding Wild. Or Hurricane Harbor, sorry. So you were alone that day? I was, thank God. Well, and what we wanted to do is 
share Steve's story with you about his life before and then the head-on collision, what exactly happened, and then how it changed his life and how he's been able to work his way back. And he's still not able to – you were walking today yeah. without a cane or anything. You're yeah. doing very well. He does have pins and everything in his feet still, in his ankles, feet, and he described that in detail. Um, so it's really an amazing story. And um, do you want to share a little bit about what you think of the story? Um, well, I was kind of scared when I found out because, like, at first I just thought it was, like, he got rear-ended or something. But then, like, Mom called us saying, like, she's going to be at the hospital for a long time. And so, like, I got kind of scared. And then Kelsey, my older sister, she drove down to the wreck to see it. And then she was, like, gone for, like, an hour looking at it and stuff. And she, like, came home crying. So I got scared, and then, like, I was scared every day, so I'd go to the hospital every day. And I, like, kind of forced my mom to take me, so. I'm glad you did that. That's wonderful. It is a very scary thing. Kelsey was crying? <laughs> Kelsey was crying. This is my teenager. Yes. <laughs> when we come back from break, break for commercial, and we'll come back and we'll pick up from here about Steve Isham's life after the head-on collision. Talk to you soon. Have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier, especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist? What if you could function from that space all the time? What if gratitude is the key? Every time you are grateful for someone or something, a new universe opens up. What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Want more positivity in your life? Are you ready to get healthy, happy, and energized? Join the Stella Donna Goddess Gals, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany for a power hour of stimulating, supportive conversation on Star Style. Be the star you are. A lineup of best-selling authors, celebrities, and experts. Join the effervescent mother-daughter dynamic duo in this upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio playground. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Lend us your ears. It's power time. There are 13 unbreakable habits of truly enlightened people. These life-changing habits are discussed on Dream the Life, Live the Dream with Dr. Yomi Garnett. We'll offer an excursion in self-discovery, along with wisdom that will allow you to stay on the correct path toward your destiny. You can find excellence in your life. Tune in every Thursday at 7 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, that's 10 a.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for this exciting transformational journey. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? 
Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living Well with Ann Beal. We'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show. Please send us an email to ablivingwell at gmail.com. That's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. We have Steve Isham and Lily Isham, who's 12, here with us today, talking about life after a head-on collision. Steve was in a head-on collision July 3rd of this year. Yes. And he has quite a story to tell. And so we're going to pick up with the beginning of the collision. Um, You were at work at Farmers Insurance instead of at Hurricane Harbor with your kids, right? I was. I was. What a telling way to start the day for this Show it's perfect. It's <laughs> so making me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you go from eat, there. So how did the day go? Day was adorable. It was busy. Uh, actually, left the office at about four thirty. I was going to pick up my prescription, new prescription glasses. I finally broke down and got rid of readers, and actually got an eye exam and got glasses and I bifocals. Could, yeah, they yeah. are bifocals. <laughs> the uh, so I could see and. Uh, was had you know had was going to drop some things in the post office down the street from the office and uh, probably made it about six hundred feet five hundred six hundred feet and uh, car came across the median and hit me head on so uh, actually didn't even see it happen the it was pretty surreal um, you know it kind of there's probably about three to five seconds where after the airbag went off and. You're kind of putting things back together, and you're like, what just happened? And you're looking around, and you see the shattered glass. And uh, first thing I did is I happened to look after that, and I came to. I could see the car sitting perpendicular to me, um, straddling the median of the road. And I know that I saw a lady run into the car, and I think the first thing I said was, uh, is he okay? Didn't even know if it was a he. But you didn't get out of the car. You couldn't move. No, right? I couldn't move. I was stuck. I had my knee about three inches from my chest. It was pushed back by, uh, pinned on the other side with my dash. So, I, and I'm six four. I'm a big guy. Um, if I was probably any shorter, I probably would have been crushed by my steering wheel. Um, the I kind of looked down at my ankle, and my right ankle, and I had my. It was my foot, gas pedal, leg. Uh, in that order, so they were kind of the foot was kind of separated from the leg. Oh. Um, people were at the scene immediately, pulling on the door. They couldn't open the door. Um, firemen, as you know, there's a fire station right down the street from the office, and uh, they were on the scene pretty quick. Mike Thedford, local fire chief, was walking by, and I said, "Hey, Mike, what's up?" And I kind of spooked him a little bit because he was looking over at the other car and, and, you know, and at that point somebody had opened up my passenger door and uh, we were, they were asking if I could move my leg. We kind of moved my leg out and threw it up on the 
seat of the truck and we had to move it around a few times so that the bone wouldn't pop through the skin. You could see it kind of dangling. Definitely a guy telling the story. Yeah. Nah. So it was kind of, all, it was almost a Theisman moment for guys that oh, remember Joe Theisman yes. breaking his leg. Oh, the, um, you know, and then Mike's like, Steve, you got to quit moving. We need to get a neck brace on you. And I was like, okay. And then in the meantime, I, we somehow or another, I scooted back and up and were able to yank my leg out my left leg out and uh you could kind of see in the floorboard that the tire had come through the floorboard um you know actually adrenaline's an amazing thing because i did it was really not very painful at the time it was kind of surreal i I, the guys that helped me grab my phone off the floor and i called my wife and i was like hey uh hey baby i just had a wreck i'm over here by big joe's can you come get me and she's like, she was kind of annoyed. They had just got <laughs> home from, they had just gotten home from Hurricane Harbor, and she was probably pretty tired. She, was she, she had no idea. It was, you know, and I didn't, I didn't indicate it was serious at all. Um, I was like, actually, after while I was calling her, I was like, hey, can you guys hand me that? And that. she could tell you were in shock. You were just numb. Was I? Yeah, because uh, uh, you were functioning like you were okay, even I, though you weren't. Yeah. I mean, it was funny because uh, I was like, hey, hand, I had people's deposits that I had to take to the bank at some point, and I had mail, and I was like, hey, hand me that, and I was shoving all that stuff in my pockets, you know, so I didn't lose it, and, uh, you know, so, my, you know, they get me out, um, they end up having to cut the door open, uh, they get me out, my knee popped back into place oh. when they did that, so it hurt like crazy, but it was actually a good hurt, because then it didn't hurt like it was hurting. Oh. Um, you know, and I kept saying, Hey, make sure you guys grab that. Don't, don't lose my phone and don't lose these envelopes. And, and the firemen are all like, Steve, we got it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And, uh, and you know, I knew most of the guys that were there helping. That Uh, is the great thing about Hazlitt, Texas is that, you know, even though it's, it's there's grown. a lot of people, right? But yeah. it's the way it's organized, it's small in a way. Yeah. And so everyone kind of knows everybody. And we definitely know the firemen and the policemen and the city hall people. Yeah. And that's really great. They're all good. Yeah. The, uh, so, yeah, it's like a little small town oasis in the middle of a huge metropolis. Yes. So <laughs> the, um, the, yeah, I mean, so anyway, we get, my wife gets there while they're loading me in the ambulance. Um, she is, uh, at that point, she starts freaking out. Um, you know, they, they end up finally getting some painkillers in me, but I was, I mean, I still really, I was maybe starting to feel a little pain. Um, funny thing was we were on our way to the hospital and my wife's (laughs) following us in the ambulance and the guys in the ambulance are saying, we got somebody tailgating us. And I said, so that white car's tailgating us. I said, is it a white Honda? My wife drives a pilot. And uh, they said, yes, oh, that's probably my wife. So anyway, they literally (laughs) pulled over on the side of Interstate 35 on the way down to the hospital, opened up the back doors and told her to quit tailgating, following so close. Whoa, because they didn't want to wreck. Yeah, they didn't want her wrecking. Yes. And um, so anyway, I said, well, I said, hey, don't, you know, don't hold it against her. She's a good girl. She's probably freaking out. Probably. And they said, okay. And then, you know, and then uh, made it to the hospital. I mean... Ended up with a lot of, um, I mean, God was involved in all this. I, I should be dead. So, um, and the boy should be dead. The boy really. should be dead. Right. I mean, they, I mean, he had a what st- class five liver laceration. If it's a six, it's fatal. Wow. Um, instantly. Um, I think he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Oh, gosh. So he broke his pelvis, I believe. Um, 
you know, unfortunately, the young man was on unprescribed prescription drugs. Um, so the so he took someone else's in the family or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, don't know the details. I know right. they're pressing charges on him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, young guy turned twenty in the hospital. Um, now, see, that's how rumors go. I heard he was 16. Somebody else no, said he was 18. He's, 20. he's out of high school. One person know. said he was eating a hamburger driving from McDonald's. One person said he was texting. No, I don't there was a There was a half-eaten grilled cheese in the backseat. <laughs> oh. uh, one of our friends told us that. That was a fireman. And when you say a median, it was a two-lane highway. He just crossed over the line. Right, and and, and which is so. hard. Which We've had a lot of wrecks on that highway now. Yeah, we People had the two texting. girls get hurt from the basketball team at the high school. Uh, one of one them was died. killed, yeah. And then, um, uh, Brianne is you know, still struggling, had the brain right. trauma. Um, there's been... Geez, there's been a lot of wrecks on 156, so yeah, I mean, it's a little scary. The uh, actually, with the, the car we came in today, my daughter was driving a little Honda Civic. We went ahead and got her a a, a used crossover SUV, so she did something with more weight. Yeah, and was nervous about that. Um, got a great deal on it. The, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> let's not get off topic. Yeah, so no, I mean very. Very fortunate. I mean, I was praising God the whole way. I was praying the whole way. Uh, at, you know, I'd, I think in the entire process, I probably had one moment where I felt sorry for myself and or where I actually kind of teared up. And I was praying the night before. So it was the 10th before my big surgeries to fix my right ankle and left foot. And then, um, you know, but that didn't last long. I just, you know, I focused on the positive. Um, I've not really, I've, I just kind of decided I wasn't going to live in the negative. Um, it wasn't about why me, it wasn't about being angry with the young man, you know, it was an accident. Um, I prayed for the young man. I was thankful he was alive. Um, you know, I'm thankful more than anything that I'm still a father to my four kids, that I'm still a husband to my wife. Um, I'm still a son to my parents. Um, now, people really rallied around you, didn't they? Oh, it was amazing. Just amazing. The amount of support in the community, uh, my clients. Um, you know, I've been an insurance agent for 24 years. There's people that I've had insured for 24 years. There's people we have insured that knew me when I was in college, <laughs> when my mom was their agent. So um, the amount of prayer um, and outreach and support. I know my kids were really sick of eating lasagna. Apparently, um, <laughs> got like and I never got to, I never got to eat lasagna. So everybody when I got brought home, lasagna. I was like, hey, let's eat some lasagna. Goodness, it, it, I had uh, no idea. So people, I know they bring casseroles. You know, I was thinking mm-hmm. about that, and so you know, but I lasagna. Wow, five hundred lasagna. Yeah, still, that might we, be an exaggeration. We still like. I'm in the garage. Do we really? Yeah, we have oh, the freezer. <laughs> no, we, have, we have like two in a small freezer. We should bust that out tonight. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, so maybe people should consider varying their casseroles. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Yeah, because I saw people just rally around you. Oh, And yeah, I, I, I thought, you know, I wonder if Steve ever realized how many people really loved and cared about him. Yeah, I did. Actually, you know, it's funny. Well, for those that don't know, our offices are close to each other. And in between us is um, Janet. Janet's. It's a salon, so, orchard salon. Yeah, so I had the sweetest message from John Boyd, oh. her son, the night of the wreck. And it was, 
And John's a 23-year-old kid. He's a hairdresser. He's a great hairstylist. Hairstylist, excuse me. <laughs> and uh, and color specialist. Yes. The, um, internationally trained. Definitely the, from uh, France. Yes. And the um, but he had the sweetest message where he was just like, you know, Steve, man, we love you. I'm so sorry. And I played it for his mom, and she, you know, I said, you just, just listen to how sweet your boy is. So when I finally heard it, like three months later, two months later, I realized there was a voicemail from John, and then I played it for Janet, and and I uh, talked to John, I said, thank you, John. That was very sweet. So, it was very sweet. And yeah. it's amazing. People don't realize. I think that people often, they kind of don't know what to say with such a tragedy. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. And they think about you, and they don't know what to say. So yeah. often they don't. Yeah. But in this case, a lot of people did reach out, and yeah. you felt even the impact from a, a small message that oh, yeah. said that yeah. he was thinking about you and everyone cared about you. Prayers work. So, I mean, if you don't think they work, they do. And uh, and you feel them. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, there's people that I've run into since that are like saying, oh, you were in that wreck? Because if we actually held up the 4th of July pick parade that was coming through Haslett because we we had to wreck right in the middle of the parade route. So the parade got right. delayed, and they didn't – they were investigating – so they had the whole 156 was basically shut down for three or four hours. And, uh, but I've had a lot of people that find out I was in the wreck and they're like, you lived. Yeah, you lived. And I was like, yeah, I lived. Because we knew people got helicoptered out. It yeah. was pretty crazy. Um, and I, th- I think for me, what I really thought about is what a great New Year's message for people. When I think of New Year's, I think of being grateful for the year behind, grateful for life, grateful for new life and new birth, and Amen. grateful for all the loved ones that we have, and um, and an excitement about what's ahead in the new year, and a little a little fear, you know, because when you look at 2014, you never would have thought when you thought, oh, I'm a New Year's resolution for 2014, and you thought about what was going to come. Well, I've reached absolutely none of my work goals. <laughs> <laughs> the, so, so, you know, that time off from work, uh, you know, I was able to maintain, but the amount of new business and things like that that we've been able to generate has been limited. But the, um, and that's picking back up. But the, um, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm mostly thankful for? What? Jesus. So, um, and why is that? Uh, you know, God was involved in all of this, and thank God for His, you know, His Son and what He did for us. So, and the, you know, but it wasn't just Christians. I mean, it was everybody that I knew just crawling through the woodwork. I had people reaching out for me that were finding out that I haven't talked to in 20 years, 20, 30 years, you know. Um, just amazing, and it restores your faith. If you were, if you had lost faith in mankind, it definitely would have restored it. Um, it really just refocused my faith. Um, not that I had ever lost faith, but but it's a new kind of faith now, isn't it? Well, it made it a whole lot stronger. So, um, yeah, new. I mean, it's uh, fresher, I guess, right. and um, a little bit more real. Um, because you've been through such, you know, it's interesting that the world is made up of opposites and it's one thing to be grateful for your life, but you don't have anything really horrible to compare it to yeah. until something like that happens. Yeah. And then you're so grateful for things coming back. Well, and I, and you know, 
the second you start thinking you got it so bad, right? Um, you run into somebody that's got it worse. The um, like me yesterday complaining about my ankle, right? And then then I showed sp- you all mine. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm feeling really, really pathetic right now. Well, yeah, and that's it, part well. Of I it. go to physical therapy three days a week now, and um, you know, look, I was fortunate. I, I have broken bones, uh, messed up knee, and I broke my wrist. Um, no internal injuries, no brain damage, no spinal injuries. I sit in PT and watch people that have back injuries right. and all these other things. And, and the amount of pain that these people are in and the struggles they have are nothing. And then uh, I've always kind of been in touch. You know, when you have an insurance agency and you're dealing with a thousand plus people, you get to hear people's stories. And, um, you know, just this week I heard about a veteran that died from an infection after he had a heart transplant. Um, I just had a friend that was one of my, I played college football, mm-hmm. one of my running backs, I was an offensive lineman, died of cancer just two weeks ago. I mean, that really shook me up. Um, it really it really does yeah. put life in perspective. And yeah. I think it's a good reminder for people coming into this holiday time where they can feel so lonely or distressed or stressed yeah. with all of the things going on and feel, feel really burdened and weighed down. But if they look around... You know, things are, can be so much worse. And to be grateful is so healing. It's yes. very good medicine for the heart. Yeah. And, um, and forgive. Forgive. You know, I mean, I could very easily be sitting here cussing the boy that, that did this to me. <laughs> and Lily's, you know, Lily's laughing because she knows I, I cuss on occasion. You did. Uh, the, yeah. So you could be. I could be. Well, and I would love to when we come back in the next segment. Lily, I'm going to have you talk. About some things you wanted to say about the wreck? Is it the wreck you wanted to share? Some things that happened? Um, about the car. About the car. And I want to ask you some questions about the dad now. What's different? Because I'm sure your perspective is a little different than his. So different, is it? let's go to commercial and we'll be right <laughs> back with Living Well. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Absurd Psychology. Straight answers without all the bull. Hosted by Dr. Gary Bell. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life. 
and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living Well with Ann Beal. We'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show. Please send us an email to ablivingwell at gmail.com. That's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Living Well. This is Ann Beal, and I am here with Steve Isham. Hello. Hello. And his daughter, Lily. Hi. Who is 12. And uh, this is our New Year's episode. New She's Year's super Eve. cute, too, by She way. is super cute. <laughs> this is our New Year's Eve episode, and we are talking to Steve about, and Lily, about his head-on collision that happened in July and him recovering. And he has all his pins and broken bones that he's recovering from all over his feet and ankles and toes. And I can't even believe they could put you back together the way they it's did. It's hard to believe, isn't it? It's very amazing. And the knee and the wrist. But he is alive and well and changed. And so we are going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get to Steve, I wanted to talk to you, Lily. You had some things you wanted to share. Was it about the wreck? It was about the like it was about the wreck that involved his car. Okay, why don't you tell us? Um, so it was a few days after the wreck. Me and my mom went to go look at his truck since it was towed and stuff. And um. We walked in, and we, we asked to see his car, and, like, we were waiting, and this guy, he's like, are you here to see this white truck, blah, 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 and we're like, yeah, he's like, oh, when I saw that, I thought someone, I knew someone died in that car, and he, we're like, no, so, someone didn't die, he's like, oh, that's truly a miracle, so we were walking to the car, and he was talking to us, and when we got to the car, the whole car was just smushed, like, wow, it's like a roly-poly rolled up. But it was just all smushed, and everything was out of shape and stuff. So um, the driver's door was completely out. Um, the window was cracked and, like, shattered in places. And so when we looked inside, he had paint in there. So there's paint everywhere, and so everything was white and, like, gray, and everything was, like, sticking and so we were, like, looking inside of, like, where he was sitting, like, how the tire was up and how everything was pushed towards him and how the car was, like, sideways. Mm-hmm. And so we looked, I, we were looking through it, and I was like, hey, Mom, is that his Bible up there on the dashboard? And she said, yeah. And so well, it's the only thing not covered up with paint. So, like, everything was covered up in paint, the windows and everything. And the Bible was in the very middle of the dashboard, or kind of in front of the wheel, and it's a black Bible, so there's white surrounding everything and, like, on top of everything, but it was the only thing without paint. Like, it was, it flew up, I guess, onto the dashboard. It wasn't, it didn't have any paint on it, and then we took it out because we could take stuff out, and underneath there was paint, but there wasn't paint on the Bible at all. That's amazing. Did he make? Did you take a picture of that? I wonder if anybody thought to take a picture. Yeah, we took pictures of the cars. So. Yeah, kind of gruesome. The car itself. I bet it was terrifying to see the car. The paint was to paint her sister's room, their seventeen-year-old sister's room, who always has to have everything now. But had been. I had a 
been carrying around two bucket, two gallons of paint that were sitting behind my seat, and they exploded. And so I would say the painting didn't happen now because it was in your car for yeah. days. <laughs> okay, but there, there's another story to that. <laughs> the um, but the entire night in the emergency room, everybody kept saying, "So you're a painter." And I was like, what? And I was like, no, I'm not a painter. I sell insurance. And finally, when I, they started cleaning the paint off me, I realized why they were saying that, because I was covered with paint. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Lily. <laughs> oh, you were covered with paint. Was it gray? Was. You were covered with gray and white paint? The entire truck was, except for this one Bible, which I always keep in the car. It's my little travel Bible, you know, and... Um, I, she reminded me of the story. They told me about it in the hospital, but I was so doped up, I probably just didn't, don't recall hearing it. And about, what, about five weeks ago, six weeks ago, I dug the Bible out of a yeah. bag and took it to church because I was telling you yesterday I've got the Bible on my phone, but it's kind of annoying because you get it. I know. Yeah, uh, me too. Know, so I, I just, think that's because we're old. I think we are old. Yeah. yeah I don't like <laughs> technology, so I prefer a book and opening it, and it's a lot quicker than giving the all the little thingies on the phone. So, but she reminded me of it that day. And I thought that was, and I was like, I've been telling a story ever since she reminded me of it. So I think it's, it's a kind wonderful of cool. story. What did it mean to you, Lily? What, what did you get from that? Um, I knew God was watching over him. And like, I feel like the Bible kind of protected him because uh-huh. it was kind of in front of him. So, wow. It was, that was a very incredible thing to see. It impacted mm-hmm. you, huh? What do you? What did it mean to you, Steve, to have the Bible not have paint anywhere on it? It's just one of them things. It's a God thing, you know. It's uh, and when you see the pictures, if you actually could see the pictures of how bad the the front of the truck looked, um, and the actually where I was sitting, how bad that looked with the tire coming through, uh, I look at the pictures and think, geez, you know. How did you survive? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I should be dead. The um, and the guy at the impound who's seen wrecks like this a million times probably, and he's like, "Yeah, I knew somebody died." It's kind of like that Subaru commercial where they they lived, right? They lived. Mm-hmm. It, it, that was that that truck. I lived. I don't know how, but you know, um, I do know how. I mean, God's grace. So God is good. So you've been giving. You've been given another chance, another life. I'm I'm out of lives. If I'm a cat, I'm out. So (laughs) and so this new life in this new year, and uh, for you, um, this new beginning in a way, um, for you, what dawned on you that you could have died, and maybe should have died. Yeah. You know, but God spared you. Um. And I know that's for a reason. That's how I see it. I do too. That, um, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is that you have um, a new vision for a life ahead of you that maybe you didn't see before because you were just going through the motions. Why don't you tell me what's happened to you since then? Hmm. What has happened to me since? You can't cheat. He can't ask you that. I can't ask. Lily can't help me. Well, no, she can't. Go share, Lily. Be be totally honest. Go you know, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, um, you know, there's still struggles. I know my wife's struggling. My mom and dad are struggling. I mean, now, yeah, I know your wife's struggling with anger about the whole thing. Absolutely. And, and that seeing you in pain so long. Watching me now. struggle, um, you know, because I was a very athletic guy. Um, you know, I, I limp, um, you know, I, I make it through a day and I go ice and I wake up and I ice and, 
Um, I go to rehab and, you know, I'll, eventually I'll be better. Well, I, whether I'll be what I was before, I don't know. So, uh, but I'm not concerned about it. The, um, you know, I think I'm just uh, looking for ways to serve. Um, if I can be an inspiration to somebody, great. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, it's difficult to watch the people that you love struggle with something. Right. Um you know, so I pray for all my family that are struggling with this. Um, you know, I think it's, if there's anything, it's a decision. You know, you need to make a decision on how you're going to live things. And forgiveness is a, you can forgive, but still struggle. Well, and forgiveness is, um, it, a lot of people misunderstand forgiveness because forgiveness is more for you, yes. for what's inside you to free you of that, right. that, um, that, deep anger that you don't maybe even realize you have that can build up in you. And it just, it's toxic to your system, to your actual organs and body. And um, I can't remember Dr. Oh, I can't remember his name right now. He wrote this awesome book called deadly emotions. He's a heart doctor and he wrote it because he could see how people harboring that anger um, and a lot of the bad emotions inside, how they would break the body down. And he saw it in the organs. Yeah. And so the book was basically about how important it is to forgive, not to change necessarily how you, how you treat others or anything like that, what you do after that. It doesn't mean that you necessarily go back and be friends with somebody who hurt you or have your brother come back and live with you or whatever. Yeah. But it, it's, it doesn't mean that. What it means is you let go of it and you forgive. So that you can be okay. Rent-free space. Yeah. Don't give them any rent-free space. The uh, yeah, I mean you that know, is Gary Cox. Is that the name of the author? Yes. The um, yeah, you know, look, I'm an. I've always been a glass is half full person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I usually think positively anyway. I think you can do anything if you apply yourself. Um, maybe that's from sports. Um, and things yeah. like that, maybe. Um, so your per- the way that you, your attitude towards life or your um, personality type, it's easier for you to let go probably, and forgive. Probably. Um, your wife and your children watching you suffer and struggle, um, she's had a harder time. And I, and I do think it's harder for people watching the person in pain because yeah. I've had people tell me, you know, often cancer patients are handling it so well. And they're in good spirits, and they seem so incredible. And it's the people around them that are really having a hard time because they're having to watch them, and they they just don't like watching someone they love suffer. No, not at all. Who does? I hope nobody I know. Nobody. (laughs) So you know, but it comes. It takes time. Doctor Evil. I think it takes time. (laughs) You know, time can heal a lot of things, and then. um, So, Lily, do you want to share how you see your dad differently, or how it feels? Sure. Go right ahead. Um. So now he's always at home, or sometimes he'll like leave early in the morning to go work and to therapy, so I don't get to see him in the morning. But then he comes home kind of early at night, so I like that better. And he like spends time playing with us and playing with the dogs, watching movies, and trying to do activities with us. While he's also like does he yard work or tries to do yard work and like helps out around the house he does yard work now yeah what <laughs> it's the little things Ann. <laughs> <laughs> you, move, you, move the, you move the acorns around <laughs> the, uh, actually we got a little dog that keeps escaping and uh you know we, i've been 
I'm probably killing his self-esteem because he got away the other day. And we keep having to, we live on acreage, so we keep having to go find where he's getting out. And actually, a couple of weekends ago, we spent about three hours fixing fence. And then a week later, he got out again. So, well, he's keeping you young. He's um, it's unbelievable. What kind of dog is it? He's what is he? A Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. He's one of them fancy dogs. Yes, the fancy dog. They're yeah. cute though. So, but he's they got a big buddy. Killed. His big buddy's a golden retriever. That's that. No, is he golden retriever? Yes. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the so he can't make it through any of these holes. But actually, a week and a half ago. They stopped traffic on 287 because they both got out. Oh, God. And um, so. Well, I'm glad they didn't get killed. Oh, yeah. my gosh. The traffic's crazy there. It's a handful. Well, okay. That's really cool. So you like having your dad around now? Yeah. Do you worry that it might go back to where he's gone a lot? No, not really. Because I feel like after this, he'll, like, he won't take stuff for granted. And he's actually, like, doing stuff. He's not just going through the motions like he said. That's wonderful. He's trying to like make memories of everything. So what would you say to him if he starts inching back? Would you like do the the nozo head slap or something like that? Dad, dad. Probably like hit him or something. (laughs) Yeah. Do you do you think (laughs) she's a tough one? She's the youngest. No, she's the twin middle. Twin twins are in the middle. Twin. Oh my. Well, so would you think that um do you think that you're more um, enabled in your fathering in that this new uh, this new insight about life. I don't know. What do you think's happened? The you know I think I'm just well I'm always the goofy happy one anyway. <laughs> they usually get a kick out of just watching me laugh at stuff because I laugh at the dumbest things and um, <laughs> you know so. You, a lot of times we watch something stupid. They just watch me so they can watch me laugh. The um, and then they make fun of me because my body jiggles when I laugh. The, it uh, didn't used to jiggle. Now it jiggles. No, it always jiggled. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I think uh, I try to make a point of. And, and and look, I've had plenty of nights in the last month and a half that I've been going back to work where. I've gotten home after they've gone to bed, so um, I'm guilty, you know. Um, some of that's just because we still haven't hired anybody, um, and some of that's because, you know, just trying to get caught up and get things back in order and things like that. But, you know, um, the focus, you know, I've only got them for a little while. Yeah, So we've got the 17-year-old that's going to college in six or seven months, and you know, we're hoping to, as soon as I'm able to take a trip, maybe someplace nice. Um, the, you know, probably going to end up doing a lot of the things that we've been putting off, like maybe driving up to Yellowstone or going to the Grand Canyon or going to see Mount Rushmore or, or things like that. I mean, those things That's are wonderful. on my mind. Where do you want to go? You should see your face at Mount Rushmore. You went, what? <laughs> she wants, <laughs> never she wants to go back to Mexico. We went to Mexico last Thanksgiving. Oh, I like stuff historical. Oh, you do like his stuff historical. That's yeah. wonderful. Well, so it's really spending time with your family and doing fun things together is wonderful. What about all the people that rallied around you? Have you reconnected with old friends? Yes. So, and then it's, um, you know, it's funny, though, because there's, it's interesting. When you get hurt, some people... You can just see how it's hard for them to be around 
Right. Especially when I was bedridden and they, I, I'm a big, strong guy. And uh, it was interesting to see. There were some friends of mine that just had a hard time being around me. It is interesting that people, it, they, it just, they don't know what to say or do. Yeah. But there were a lot of people that really rallied around you. Yeah. That, um, and it's so wonderful to reconnect with people that way again. Yeah. And um, everybody's talking about Steve. You know, how's Steve? Everybody heard about Steve. So it's really, really cool. And um, if you guys want to send me emails, um, it's the, I can pass them on to Steve at ablivingwell at gmail.com. If they wanted to, um, do you have a website or something they can reach you I at? I do. I think, uh, well, let's see. I think if you just pulled up farmers.com and found an agent, there's two Steves in Haslett, Steve Fusco and Steve Isham. I'm Steve Isham. Um, you want me to get my email and stuff like Yeah, that? go ahead. That'd be great. Uh, S-I-S-H-A-M at farmersagent.com. Um, That's great. So they can reach you there. Absolutely. Lily, um, thank you so much. I I know you probably don't have a website or an email. (laughs) Um, Is there anything you want to close with real quick? God is good. God is good. So praise God. And you guys have a wonderful new year. And um, we look forward to seeing, hearing you, hearing you. I don't have my TV (laughs) show anymore. Hearing you in the new year. Take care, guys. And um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us. Living Well with Ann Beal airs live every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.